0: Great to be part of this church as I said and uh, amazing to be here and just real privilege to be able to share the word. Um, if you don't know um, me, and my, ne- my name's Dan and just training to be a minister here over the life of this church and um, so I've got three years training under Dave which is very exciting. So um, but yeah we're in the word today. Dave started this year of um, this series Follow Me, learning what it means uh, to follow Jesus and so we're coming to a close on that series today and um, so yeah I've got the privilege to have close that so it's great Um, let's get straight to it and be real about it following Jesus can be hard can be challenging, there's battles, there's struggles there's pain, uh, there'll be hurt and let's be real about it because when we follow Jesus there's an enemy that doesn't want us to and there's an enemy that is trying to distract us Um, and that's all he needs to do the enemy only needs to try to distract you to keep your eyes off Jesus. And, um, and Jesus knows this. He knows that it's hard. And um, he said, because whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. He knows. Jesus went through life. He experienced um, the challenges that we face. I mean, take it from when he, were, he was born and it was placed in a feeding trough soon as a baby. Not the comfiest of starts to life. And... Um, as he grew, he would have grew into a child, into a boy. And um, he, may have, he may have been bullied as a kid just because he was so different to everybody else. Because he, 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 he had no wrong in him. There was no sin in him. Kids would have picked this up and they was picked him out. As he grew into a man and he began to do his ministry, Pharisees, teachers were trying to catch him out because of who he claimed to be. Question after question. Jesus faced it. He faces these challenges. The crowds that followed Jesus were the crowds that turned against him right before his death. The crowds that followed him turned against him. Jesus knows the challenges that we face. He went through it for us. But Jesus continued to follow God, his father, no no matter what came his way. No matter what others were doing, he had his eyes fixed on his father. He followed his father. And as we come to a close on this series this morning, no matter where you are in your circumstance right now, where you feel like you are flying in life or you feel like you might be sinking and everything around you is just consuming, you're taking a hold of you, I want to encourage you today as we come to a close on this series, follow me to keep your eyes on Jesus. Look to him. No matter what, situation you are in even when you are flying and you feel like all all great look to Jesus look to Jesus when you feel like everything's consuming you're taking a hold of you look to Jesus and uh, I want to focus on um, a familiar psalm um, this morning and um, I know when we come back to things familiar I really believe we can experience Christ again and again and um, it's something that Dave um, picked up on last week. He began um, by speaking about hearing the, uh, the Lord's voice, the importance of hearing God's voice in, in our lives. And something picked out when he, he started that from John 10. He says, uh, I am, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. And that's something really stuck with me. And that's what I want to focus on today, the good shepherd. We want to follow the good shepherd. And I want to unpack why this morning. We're in Psalm 23. David writes this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amazing psalm. Amazing psalm that we've heard probably numerous of times. But I want to come to this today. See, I love the fact this psalm was written by David. David, who was um, a shepherd boy that went on to become a warrior, that went on to become king, and he comes back when he comes to write in this psalm, um, how the Lord is his shepherd. Being, see, being a shepherd was considered not great work. It wasn't the best of jobs. You were looking after sheep day and night. And it was given to the youngest um, family member, like David, who was the youngest of his brother's. And um, yeah, it was a job that nobody really wanted to do. But David unpacks in this psalm how the Lord God, the creator of the universe, the ruler of the earth, the one higher than any other, is also, in fact, his shepherd. Why? Because he wants to communicate that the Lord God is not only far supreme over every other thing in this world, but actually, he is also very near to us. He is so close to us. The shepherd represents a close, intimate intimate relationship to us. David recognises that God knows exactly what we need. And when we decide to look to him, we find that all we need in this world is actually only him. Only him. Like David, we really need to grasp and understand who the Lord is to us. See, we need to know who we are following. Do you know who you are following? See, we can be in this life of trying to follow people, but we don't really know them. We don't really know them. But I really believe this is what God wants to say to us today Follow me, I am the good shepherd. Follow me, I am. The Good Shepherd. In order to follow Jesus, we need to remind ourselves and recognize who He is to us. We need to understand who we are following. Because who we follow has an effect on what follows us and impacts the person we become. Who we follow has an effect on what follows us and impacts the person we become. Know who you are following. Know who you are following. The first thing I want to say to you today about the good shepherd is that the good shepherd completely knows you. You are completely known. It's very simple, but so powerful. You are completely known. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. David begins his psalm declaring who the Lord is to him. His shepherd, the Lord is his I shall not be in want of anything else because I have everything I need right here. The Lord is yours and all we are called to do is follow him. Follow the one that really and truly knows you. You are totally, completely and fully known. See, we can be living in a world of wanting to be known, chasing to be seen. We follow people so that they can follow us following people that we've not even met face to face. We're in this social media world and we're just in a following culture of just wanting to be seen, like uploading images, videos on Facebook, Instagram, whatever you use, trying to post the perfect life where the reality is the opposite. It's a funny world we're in, like we're just chasing to be seen. People look at me, this is what I've, what's happening to me right now, it's all great, it's all happy and dandy, but we're actually deep inside, it's falling apart. And that desire of wanting to be seen and known by people can be a big distraction for us having that understanding of being truly known by God. Like I say, the enemies are only trying to distract us, the little things in life. He's trying to distract you from Jesus. I want you to know that you are completely and truly known by God. And that is the most important thing you need to know in your life. I want to encourage you today to have that same desire as David of long, longing after the good shepherd. That is Jesus. I shall not be in want of any else of anything else other than Jesus. Jesus is all I need. That's what David is declaring. See, what is our priority in life today? Is it money? Is it that perfect job? Is it that nice car? (laughs) I like cars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But what's our priority? Jesus needs to be our priority because he completely knows you. He needs to be number one in our life. Because he knows every little detail of what's going on. He knows every circumstance. He knows every situation. He knows the hurt. He knows every detail about the hurt. He knows why you're hurting. Sometimes you don't know why you're hurting. I'm hurting, but I don't know why I'm hurting. God knows. He knows everything. And when we decide to put him first, we have that confidence that he is in control of every situation. The good shepherd knows you completely, so you can come as you are before him. See, there's nothing you could ever tell Jesus that he does not already know. He knows it all. He just wants us to come and recognize that we are known by him. He knows you more than what you know about you. And so when we decide to follow the good shepherd, we begin to realize about more who... We are. We begin to realize how much we are loved by our creator. See, God sees you. He sees the inside. He completely knows you and truly loves you. And when we come to realize this, it changes us. See, what difference it makes in us that we realize that we are accepted. What difference it, it makes in us when we realize that we are delighted in. What difference it makes in us when we realize that we are adored, that we are purposely created, that we are truly loved, that we are a child of God, and we are completely and truly known. What difference that makes in us when we are accepted, delighted in, adored, purposely created, completely and truly known. See, who we decide to follow impacts that person we become. It impacts us. And I want to take a few thoughts here. This is amazing. Last year, um, myself and the young people were journeyed through this book, Lifelines, written by Mike Palavacci and Andy Croft, and um, he uh, unpacks in the book um, about the character of John in the Bible, and it's amazing. I just want to share a few things. Um, this is what happened to John, a disciple, a follower of Jesus. He had a brother called James, and they were both fishermen, Jesus choosing ordinary guys, to follow him, not the smartest of guys, they were fishermen, to follow Jesus. And um, when we look through the Gospels, um, we see the character, John. what John is like. Um, He's selfishly ambitious. So like we look in Mark 10, um, we see Jesus talking about his death for about the third time now. And John is more concerned about where he will be with Jesus in his glory. You see, he says... Um, Let one of us sit at your right hand and the other, his brother James, at your left hand in your glory. They want to be at the top with Jesus, never mind everybody else. They want to be with him in the glory, but not understanding the process Jesus was actually doing for them. I'm about to die for you, but I want to be with you in your glory. Do you not understand what I'm doing for you? That's what he was saying. He was selfishly ambitious. John was also aggressive. There was a time when the Samaritans refused to let Jesus come and be with them. And when James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call fire down from heaven to destroy them? I think this is maybe why they had that nickname, Sons of Thunder. A bit aggressive. A bit selfishly ambitious. This is my favourite one. John was competitive. See, in John 10, right, we see Mary Magdalene has just informed the disciples that the tomb where Jesus' body was laid is now empty. And this is a massive moment. Jesus' body is not there. And and it says in John's gospel at the end, there were many things that Jesus did, but I couldn't write about. But he writes this. John 20, verse 4. Both were running. Himself, he's calling about himself and Peter. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. (laughs) The body of Jesus is not there, and John, who has been given the job of writing scripture, put how he's a faster runner than Peter. Amazing. I love that. So, we may relate to some of these characteristics in the Bible of like, of John, of like being selfishly ambitious at times, being aggressive, being competitive. I'm well competitive. Like I hate losing. Um, but we can relate to that. But I want you to know that as you follow Jesus, Jesus is pursuing you. See, Jesus never told John to go away. He never failed him. He was never like, I can't be doing with this guy following me around. He was constantly pursuing him regardless of his actions and behavior. Jesus is constantly pursuing you today. That's why David writes in this psalm, Psalm 23, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. God is pursuing you with his goodness and love. John began to realize who Jesus was to him, John followed the one who knew him completely who knew him completely he got rid of that name, sons of thunder I'm not being labelled that anymore I am the disciple who Jesus loves some of you might need to get rid of a label today that's not who I am that's not what they say that's not true who does he say I am I'm a child of God I am loved, I am adored, I'm delighted in. He's pursuing me today. I am completely and truly known. The good shepherd knows you completely and he knows exactly what you need precisely when you need it. Secondly, the good shepherd cares for us deeply. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. If the Lord is our shepherd, we need to know who we are, where are his sheep. And uh, at times we may think we have everything under control, where actually it's not the case. See, as we've mentioned, life can be challenging. There are times where we have seasons of trouble, despair, seasons of just not being understood by others, and we don't know what to do. We feel helpless, can wander in confusion. See, even the trouble of life can distract us from Jesus as well. It can make us wonder, God, do you care? Do you care about this? Do you not know what I'm going through? God wants us to come to him and cast all that we are feeling onto him. That is how much he cares for us. He says, cast all your worries on him because he cares for you. God cares. Every detail, every situation God cares deeply. This is why he makes us lie down in green pastures. This is why he leads us beside quiet waters. Because he knows we need to come to him and no other. He knows this is what we need. God cares. It's very simple, but honestly, we need to know it. God cares. See, have you ever been in a conversation with someone and you think, do they actually care about it? You can pick up that vibe, can't you? You know, you know when you come back to your phone and you're, they're in a conversation and you're on your phone like this and it's like, yeah, yeah. And they're talking to something, it's like really bad and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, we can be distracted. We can be distracted. We're in a world where people struggle to give their full attention because of these little distractions. But when we come to God... He is fully fixed on you and you alone. Even when you believe he is not, he is there. He's fixed on you. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He is there. The good shepherd cares for you. See, when we decide to come to him, he brings us to a place of refreshment. He refreshes us. No one else, just Jesus. True refreshment from him. We need to realize the importance of rest in our lives. We mentioned it in the service, rest in his love, rest in his peace. We need to take time to rest, the importance of rest with Jesus. He wants us to come to him in truth. He wants us to realize how much he deeply cares for you. He makes us lie down in green pastures because he's supplying us for what we need. He leads us beside, beside quiet waters because he wants us to be still in his presence. He wants to spend time with you just because you mean So much to him. But the refreshment comes when we begin to only be real and be authentic and truthful to him. See, we cannot pretend that everything is okay. We can do that with people. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. You can tell when they're not fine when they say they're fine. (laughs) And we often try and keep busy to distract ourselves from the problem. You know, it would even say it, you know, if people that are facing a tough time. Just say, look, just try and keep busy. Keep going. This isn't, Jesus doesn't say this. He says, come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest. Jesus is the answer. He is the answer. following Jesus means we need to take time to slow down, stop and just sit with him. See, in Luke 10, we see, Jesus is spending time with two ladies, Martha and Mary. Martha is the host, and he's getting all the preparations, the food sorted, like the bed sorted. Jesus is coming, and she's frustrated. Mary said to Jesus, Lord, do you, not, do you not care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me out. The Lord Jesus replied, Martha, you are upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. She sat at the feet of Jesus. Jesus tells Martha there is only one thing he needs. See, she had opened her home. She was making the preparations that had to be made, food, a place to sleep. If all we are doing, no matter how important or needed, is causing you to be worried and upset, then why are we doing them? Why are we doing them? Do you think Jesus is wanting us to be stressed out with what you think he is asking of you? He actually only needs one thing an undistracted and submitted heart. Only one thing he needs. See, you can open up your home, but not your heart because you have misunderstood what he's looking for. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters. He brings us to a place of refreshment, he brings us to a place of preparation. The sheep that follow the good shepherd shows the trust that they have in him. Trusting that the shepherd knows what is to come their way. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what's going to happen this year. Jesus knows. Jesus knows. And he's preparing us for what's to come our way when we come to that place of rest because he cares for us. See, when we wait upon the Lord, strength will rise. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. We need strength in our lives to overcome the battles, to overcome the problems, the pain, the hurt. We can't do it alone. We need to come to God in our weaknesses so that we can be renewed by his strength, his strength alone. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. He pursues us with strength as we wait upon him. Surely, goodness and love will follow me. The good shepherd refreshes us and prepares us because that's how much he cares for us. He cares for you deeply. He cares for you deeply. See, the shepherd has deep concern and care not for all his sheep as a whole, but for also each and every single one of them. He knows each of our comings and goings, and even when we are lost, he has made provision for us to come back to him. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Even if you feel lost from God today, know this. He is always looking for you because he cares for you. He cares, he cares, he cares. Come to him, follow him, he is all we need. Follow the good shepherd who knows us completely. Follow the good shepherd that cares for us deeply. Finally, I want to say this morning the good shepherd protects us mightily. You are protected. Psalm 23 says, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. David writes how there is no need to be afraid because we are not alone. We are not alone. The Lord is with you. See, we need to have that confidence in this truth that wherever we go and whatever we face, that the Lord is there. We need to be strong. We need to be courageous, to not be afraid, to not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will go with you. Fear can take a hold of our lives. Fear may have been following you. It may have been consuming you, taking a hold of you. I want to say today, let Jesus take a hold of you. Let Jesus take a hold of you. Invite him into your life. Allow him to be your shepherd because he knows you, he cares, and he will protect you. You see, you, want, you need to know as well this morning that Jesus has already protected you. He will protect you through his presence, but he's already protected you because of what he has done. He has protected us through the cross. He has protected us through the cross. John 10:11 says, I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd that lays his life down for his sheep. Jesus laid his life down for you and for me. He went to the cross, the most brutal way of being put to death so we can have life today. Why? He did it to show that you are completely known. He did it to show that he cares for every single situation of your life. He did it to show that he is your ultimate protection. The cross resembles the ultimate protection of our lives today. What an amazing grace. What an amazing love. The one who had no sin became sin for us. There is no other defender like Jesus. No other defender. He's done for it all for us already. He has saved us through the cross. Follow the Savior. Follow the Savior. The one who died for you. See, the cross was not only the place where Jesus suffered, but we need to know that it was the place where Jesus was victorious. He was victorious. It is all about the good shepherd that is Jesus. Follow the one that is alive in us today. The good shepherd is alive and is present in every situation. He knows you. He cares. He's protecting you. As we decide to follow Jesus, our good shepherd, we really grasp, we should really grasp and understand that we are being pursued by him. Following Jesus means that goodness and love will follow us all the days of our lives and that we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a hope. What assurance? The Lord is yours. The Lord is yours. Long after him, just like David. He deeply cares about everything and he wants us to come to him and rest in his love. Cast it all on him. That's what he's there for. That's what he's there for. He's our protector. He will protect you through every situation, even through the storm. He is there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're going to come to the table.